0: up guys? My name is Kristen. My name is Sarah. And let's march into this month's drunk mystery in history. Mm. go Chris, welcome back guys to the red rum and red wine podcast we hope that our five solid listeners are not disappointed that this episode is coming out a little bit late because uh very much like ourselves our wi-fi decided to like be mishappy and (laughs) yeah she didn't want to work and we you know we tried multiple times multiple i got drunk a solid two days in a row for this so
1: yeah same uh third time's the charm like knock on wood so we don't jinx it
0: yeah we're praying to the podcast goddesses right now that we get this done if you're hearing this it worked and so (laughs) on theme with today's episode or at least my topic so i'm fucking ready to get in it i think uh we already decided that we're talking about Sarah's first, because Sarah's is just, like, sad and depressing. And, like, mine is also sad and depressing, but not maybe as much. So, right. grab a drink. I have a White Claw. Old yeah. Old tried and true. Uh, Still waiting for a fucking PR box. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got my Oak Leaf. Per usual. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I guess let's get into... Today's mystery. I heard your mysteries about some why some regulations weren't passed. Or, or how... um
1: So yeah, my stories it's not really necessarily a mystery in history, but something tragic that happens that makes you wonder why something is allowed and it does lead to more regulation. So there's a little hmm. mystery involved as it, you know, as in asking how could this ever happen? But and you know you regulation
0: that brings on the historical aspect of it. Exactly. So, bada bing, bada boom. Let's yeah, let's, uh... and
1: we are gonna take it back a little bit. So today I will be talking about the Verruut Ooh. <laughs> which is Schwibbahn's <laughs> deadly water slide. Oh. and um. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's German, so my pronunciations may not be great, but I am trying, so.
0: No, a little that bit. sounded official, yeah. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm not German, but I'll give you the stamp of approval. <laughs> I,
1: I am, a little bit, I think. Oh, shit! A little bit about Schlitterbahn. It was founded by Robert or Bob Henry, and... He had his wife Billy and three children, Gary, Jana, and Jeff, by his side. His three children would end up being pretty integral in the Schluderbahn business and end up being co owners themselves.
0: I'm surprised that uh their last name is Henry and not Schludterbahn.
1: Right. <laughs> I know. I in my research I never saw where they got the idea to name schlitterbahn schlitterbahn or I wonder if why. that like, means something. I well I'll get into a little bit of that in a little oh, bit. Okay. Okay. Um and then we can maybe talk about like touch on this
0: topic. Just yeah. remind me. Book note it. We're totally going to forget, so sorry for the people to get. <laughs> we never touch back on this, but I will try. <laughs> um so if
1: you're from Texas, you've definitely heard of Schlitterbahn
0: because
1: mm-hmm. Three out of four of its water parks are in Texas. I think it's three out of four or four out of five. I think it's three out of four because, anyways, mainly uh, in yeah. Texas
0: <clears throat> and mainly Texas fun. Like, Hell I yeah, t- definitely went there. Heck definitely yeah. I mean, photo... I grew up
1: going to Schlitterbahn.
0: Yeah, I have a photo of me in my bedroom of me at Schlitterbahn when I was yeah. little.
1: Yeah, and um, so if you haven't heard of it, it's a water park full of water slides lazy rivers pools just different kind of water attractions and rides schlitterbahn has german based elements if you haven't guessed and obviously i said it was like german so Mm -hmm. Uh, schlitterbahn actually means slippery road in german
0: oh Mm -hmm. see we didn't forget about it that's interesting like it it would naturally
1: (laughs) come up now so yeah (laughs) um again founded by bob henry and as i mentioned i don't know why schlitterbahn why the german elements i didn't read any kind of history on if the family had strong german ties or if they're from germany i don't know but what is interesting is So the first shoulder bond location is in New Braunfels, Texas. And that Mm. is the location that Kristen and I grew up going to because um, it's down the road. (laughs) And so this opened in 1979. And what is interesting about New Braunfels is that this is a small town in between San Antonio and Austin. And this small town is on the river, very cute. But it has a strong German influence. They have mm-hmm. a Wurstfest festival every year, uh, year-round, like German restaurants, and um, just, like, the list goes on. So yeah. we maybe the Schlitterbahn idea could have been conceived to fit into that German theme of New Braunfels, and you know the rest of the locations just followed suit or who knows
0: and like don't just because really you matters. have <laughs> and just because you have the last name Henry doesn't mean that you don't have german in you so like maybe right. he had some like secret german grandpa or cousin or something and he was like yeah that's interesting i really appreciate that but i yeah like i would often on my way to the wineries, make a pit stop in New Braunfels and eat at the German restaurant. So, mm-hmm. ten out of ten recommend. They have great bucking sausages. Hell yeah, brats! Oh. Mm. oh, so good. Worst fest? Love turkey leg. Oh man, now I'm hungry. I want a turkey Sorry. leg real bad.
1: Shoulder <laughs> <laughs> bonds first
0: location in
1: New Braunfels started off with only 20 lifeguards and four water slides, which is crazy to think about now if you are familiar with it. It's insane how big it is. It's it, it involves multiple water parks that you take shuttles to and from. You know, like it's not just uh, four water slides. So that is pretty cool how it definitely expanded and it did expand further into opening uh, three additional locations. So, along with the New Braunfels location, there is South Padre, Texas, Galveston, Texas, and Kansas City, Kansas. The Kansas slutty
0: slutty. Oh, she's a city.
1: <laughs> the Kansas City Schlitterbahn was conceived in kind of in the midst of the 2008 financial crisis. It opened in 2009, and so it, I guess it was kind of successful. It was booming, but after some time, Schlitterbahn co-owner Jeffrey Wayne Henry, who at this point co-owned Schlitterbahn with his siblings, he wanted to spice up the Kansas City location. So he kind of came up with this crazy idea to build the world's tallest water slide. Jeff Henry and Jonathan Timothy Schooley, who was one of the senior designers at Schilderbahn, set out to break records. Literally like the Guinness Book of World Records record for world's tallest water slide.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> they named this water slide the Waderut, which is German for insane.
0: Mm-hmm. It does look quite insane when I saw the photo of it. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so as, as y'all may see from the photo, it is that initial drop is very tall. So the water slide was meant to be an advertised as the tallest in the world literally out there to break records mm-hmm. it had a height of more than 168 feet which i'm sorry i didn't convert into like oh my god that's yards or meters but it's about 17 stories high
0: that yeah oh and my- that is
1: the tallest point the initial drop that you drop from
0: and that's so. just like what i don't well okay do you- and
1: just to put it into perspective Seventeen story. This is taller than the Statue of Liberty and <gasps> <in> Niagara Falls. <laughs> Shut the fuck up.
0: And I don't know. The pictures was doesn't really make it limit? look like that. Was there an age <laughs> limit on this slide? I just want to no. know because, like, was it people that had a de- like? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, there's um a height requirement.
0: What was the height required?
1: I don't remember. <laughs> But it was like maybe sixty eight inches, fifty eight inches. Oh my god, 65 that's like.
0: Inches. I don't think sixty eight inches is anything. Watch that be like over six foot. But
1: well, it's like five. So no, it was um. Probably I don't know my
0: inches, bro. I'm dumb as shit.
1: Well, inch twelve inches is a foot. Oh, it's five eight. It's five eight. So the requirement is shorter it's like than an that. Inch shorter
0: than me. <laughs> I yeah, because I wouldn't. You're be, not five uh, nine. No, it's an. Oh, and I'm an inch (laughs) shorter than that. (laughs) Okay, Sarah, humble me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm (laughs) 5'7". I'm Um, 5'6 and a half on a good day, (laughs) 5'7". I'm
1: like, I'm 5'9 when my curve isn't hunched over.
0: (laughs) When my scoliosis isn't acting up, I'm a (laughs) solid (laughs) 5'8". So long story
1: short, I don't know the height requirement because no, but it's definitely shorter than five eight because um you'll see why in a second.
0: Fuck. But okay.
1: that's <laughs> just like, like kids read it.
0: I just really it. can't believe that someone was like, Yeah, slide down the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> 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 that sounds like a grand fucking idea. Like And then the board was like, That is a grand idea. Let's build it. I'm just What board? Oh. oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! Uh, you know it's crazy how like we Sorry. we oh it's just crazy because we don't think of this shit. We don't like you know it was back in the day. I actually forgot what year we were in, but back in the day we didn't think about much of anything oh, until. What's scary is down. that
1: yeah that. Kansas City Schlitterbahn opened in 2009 (gasps) and this ride opens actually a little bit later and I will, I'm about to obviously get into that, but um, there's like literally, there are reasons why certain regulations weren't in place. But there is no excuse as to why there shouldn't be those regulations in I'm place, like, no so. one, okay, you're
0: fucking telling me that in the 2000s. I'm just, yeah. This is like some 70 shit that I'm hearing about. It could have happened
1: to <laughs> any one of us. Anyone. Anyways. Oh my
0: god, okay. You
1: might be asking, what what could have happened to you? Oh my god. Yeah, they're like, hurry <laughs> they're the like, fuck up
0: and tell <laughs> me the rest like, of this story, of you fuck dumb fuck bitches.
1: <laughs> okay. <clears> okay. <throat> The water slide, and you might, you know, from here on out, I'm going to refer to the as the water slide because it's just um, easier for my mouth. Texan-American <laughs> mouth to say. So, the water slide consists of three riders in, that get into a rubber raft. They would, like, get strapped in, apparently, and then... After the raft would begin its initial descent, it basically would plummet down practically a vertical 17-story drop at speeds reaching up to 68 miles per hour. The moment the raft would reach the bottom of that point, they would shoot up a 55-ish foot hill, which is the equivalent of a five-story building. Once they would hit the top of that, they would race down the last slope, finally coming to a stop in a long, water-filled runout. And just... it's just, like, just hearing, like, the course of the water slide, I have definitely been in one like that. And it's just so scary to imagine what kind of tragic thing I'm going to talk about. Because yeah. it literally, ugh.
0: The photos, I feel like, don't do it justice for how big this fucking thing is. Because when you say, as tall as the Statue of Liberty, my mind is fucking blown. Like, that is so high.
1: I know. And that's kind of, honestly, that's where I kind of wish we had, like, a research assistant so we could be like, hey, can you fact check that for me real quick? Because it (laughs) it seems unreal, but... I've also never seen the Statue of Liberty in person, so I'm not saying. Also, if you
0: want to apply for, I mean, we can't pay you with anything other than love and alcohol, but if you want to come hang out, correct (laughs) us. For our five hour recordings to get dwindled down into an hour, more than that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like come hang out with us, drink with us, correct us, and Mm -hmm.
0: um, have to deal with our fucking mishaps. Oh my God, that would be terrible.
1: Yeah, sorry, not sorry in advance. So, yeah. mm. <clears throat> what is also crazy to me is that all in all the ride only lasted about eighteen seconds. <gasps> yeah, I know. Pretty crazy. Which <laughs> <doesn't make laughs> is sense, pretty crazy, but it's
0: like what? It not yeah. Damn, that's fast.
1: Jeff Henry was so stoked about this water slide. Obviously. He wanted to break records, so he hyped it up to the media and I guess he had some kind of, um, not necessarily a press release, but I think maybe he had some media come out before the water slides opening and to the media he said that he, quote, always set out to break all the records. I want to be the first at a bar to buy a drink and I want to be the first to meet a pretty girl. And I want to be the first at everything. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I don't know that's, like, great mentality, you know? Because, like, you would want your, you know, woman to finish first, but. uh
1: (laughs) The Varuk's much-hyped debut had been delayed three fucking times for safety issues. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Delayed three times before it finally opened to the public, um, and when it did open, it was considered one of Jeff Henry's like biggest achievements. He was super proud of it. Although some of the test runs showed something pretty troubling. Uh, apparently, after hitting the second hill, like that uh, 55-foot hill slope. Mm -hmm. rafts would catch some air and go airborne (gasps) so after you know seeing this and the safety runs the test runs and stuff they did some reconstructing of the hill and added safety nets to the top of the slide and on july 10th 2014 the vetroot opened to the public
0: oh my god
1: And this is less than two years after the idea for it was conceived. Oh, my God. The interesting thing, you know, a lot about this is interesting. But another interesting thing about this is that although Jeff Henry and John Schooley had built rides before or designed rides before, neither one of them had a background in mechanical engineering But, according to Kansas state law, they didn't need those credentials to deem their own rides safe. Okay, I hope that that
0: sincerely changed afterwards. But, okay, yeah, that makes total sense, yeah. Well,
1: and, you know, just to put it into perspective, this is unlike other states, such as Kansas's neighbor state, Missouri, which uh, requires state inspections and such. Water parks in Kansas do not require inspections by a state agency.
0: That's weird. Okay.
1: The Verrucht did successfully break the Guinness Book of World Records for Tallest Waterslide, just in case anyone was wondering. (laughs) But then we get to the tragic day of August 7th, 2016. Caleb Schwab had gone to the park on a special promotional day for government officials and their families and again, this is at the Kansas City location. His father, Scott Schwab, was a member of the House states, <clears throat> the State's House of Representatives at the time, and uh, now, or I don't know. According to the resource I read, now is this Kansas Secretary of State. Oh, okay. Caleb and his family set out for a free day of fun at Schlitterbahn but never expected it to take such a tragic turn. Caleb climbed the 264 step climb up to the top of the 17 foot Varouk waterslide and boarded a raft with two other women. He sat in the front seat. He was strapped in and it was secured by a lifeguard or double checked. The two women behind him were two sisters who were ages 25 and 32. The, these two women, the sisters, they were not related to him. The gate in front of the raft swung open. The raft tipped forward, and boom, it shot down that first practically vertible, vertical slope. Within a few seconds, Caleb's raft reached the bottom of the drop and began its incline up for the second drop where that 55-ish foot hill is. But... Trigger warning, when the raft Caleb was in went over the 55-foot-ish hump, the raft became airborne, which caused Caleb to collide with the metal pole that was arched over the slide that was supporting the safety nets. You know how it's, like, enclosed, basically? Oh, shit. This collision resulted in Caleb to be thrown out of his raft... Witnesses said he went down the first drop, then flew out and hit the netting enclosing closing on the ride. The coll- collision didn't only cause Caleb to be thrown out of the raft, but when he collided with the metal pole, he was instantly decapitated <gasps> and deceased.
0: Shit.
1: Both Caleb's head and body were thrown out of the raft landing on the chute of the slide, which is basically on the slide. Waiting below the ride was Caleb's 12-year-old brother. I'm sorry, I don't think I mentioned Caleb was 10. Um, So waiting below the ride was Caleb's 12-year-old brother, Nathan, who was supposed to actually go on the ride with Caleb, but for whatever reason, he didn't. It was just like waiting at the bottom for him. Oh, heebie-jeebies and instead of seeing Caleb's raft arrive arrive at the bottom of the pool like of water or whatever he saw Caleb's body coming down the slide towards the runout pool after the raft he was supposed to be in had reached the bottom that had the two women in it Nathan along with other spectators were immediately horrified And became screaming for their lives. Caleb's mother, who was nearby, you know, um, her name is Michelle. She had to be held held back by onlookers. As she screamed in terror trying to get to Caleb, Michelle said, there was a gentleman who wouldn't allow me to come close enough to see what was going on and kept saying, no, trust me, you don't want to go any further. And that is pretty much when they got confirmation that their son, Caleb, was dead. Because she kept, you know, she didn't know what happened at first. And she kept, like, trying to break through the people to just see her son. And they were like, you may not, like, actually want to do that.
0: Yeah, that's going to make me want to cry. That is so rough.
1: An eyewitness said, I heard the noise and I looked over immediately and I saw his broken neck and him sliding down the slide, leaving a blood trail. Yep. Witness Kel- Kelsey Frederickson said she was about to ride the water slide when she saw emergency responders below covering the boy and attending to the two women who were in the raft with him. It looked like, and she said, it looked like he must have somehow been ejected from his seat, bounced around between the netting and the slide, and just slid down. Another witness, who had gone down the slide earlier that day, noted that his cousin's 14-year-old daughter, who was in the raft with him on that slide, complained that the Velcro on her safety belt had come undone. Mm. And... I think this same witness made this statement, Um, the article I read was like a little confusing, but it maybe made it seem like it was the same witness, said he heard boom noises before seeing Caleb's body washed down the slide after the raft. The two women who were in the raft with Caleb were injured with cuts and scrapes, along with obviously probably being traumatized
0: as fuck yeah the mental trauma that you just went through like probably not curable <laughs> just... mm. wow sorry. oh my god i just like keep thinking about the mom and, oh my god this sister yeah just, like, like, i'm sorry to say it but
1: like the part that gets me and like that sticks in my mind is like the blood trail going down the slide. yeah and the different perspectives from the witnesses, like hearing the loud boom or thuds and then seeing the body or then or just seeing the raft and then seeing nothing but like emergency responders, you know, like the perspectives of who is like about to ride the ride or who is waiting at the bottom is just crazy.
0: And it's just crazy that no one Oh my God. I oh like I, I get that. Obviously, regulation comes after this, but I just really did not expect you to say the year early 2000s, because I just really would assume that we would have had somewhat of this problem figured out by now. But yeah, it's...
1: also, except this happened in 2016, so oh, it's not early. Oh my
0: the god. The park
1: opened. The park opened in 2009.
0: Okay. Baruch was built in 2014. This should have never This happened in happened. August of 2016. Should have never happened. 2016 like I'm sorry I remember an episode of How I Met Your Mother when they talk about some fucking engineer not accounting for the books in the library and how that shit crumpled. So obviously we by now know that you need to account for an engineering fucking tiny little children going on that slide, which obviously they didn't do because I'm not an engineer, but I know that that's the fucking problem, and that's, like, has a lot of the safety issues. That, and it's just way too fucking tall of a slide, but it's just, like, how... (sighs) Grown-ass men. It's physics, people. Grown-ass men with money allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. And, like, whoever the fuck in Kansas just allowed it because state... It's just, like, I read a crazy, crazy thing that uh Texas actually just passed it to where this isn't legal anymore. But a lot of states... I would check your states. Apparently allow, like, pelvic exams if you're, like, fucking... Under, like, if you get a surgery and you're under anesthesia, someone in certain states is allowed to, like, give you a pelvic exam and they don't need your consent for it. Huh.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. After Caleb's death, the Park Schlitterbahn, Kansas City, was prevented from tearing down the slide before an investigation was complete. Obviously, it was... Closed for the meantime, and eventually torn down. And the park was closed for a few days while the investigation happened. And Kristen, you just see more photos of the slide with EMS, you know, first responders at the bottom of that like slope, and a a view of like that initial drop, which is kind of crazy. Um, there were like rumors, or apparently there's like a Schlitterbahn whistleblower where an employee or a former employee anon- anonymously
0: anonymously
1: anonymously <laughs> said or gave a source they said that Schwab's death was quote tragic but not surprising mm-hmm. and that's like all I have that th- that they said but um they wouldn't be the first employee to say like Um, That it wasn't maybe so surprising. Um, So even John Schooley, the co-designer of the ride, said that during the testing and the test runs, he, quote, didn't know whether he was going to survive a ride on the run.
0: (gasps) Okay, so what the fuck are you doing opening that up to the public? I'm just and like...
1: apparently this was after he survived a test run on the ride. So he did ride it and, like, survive. And apparently it was so thrilling. He was like, I really oh, didn't so know whether why. I was going to survive, blah, 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 blah. So just mm. to put it into
0: some context, it wasn't guess, like he just randomly said time, that. But still, As a smart man, you should understand you're like, He fucking... still probably... A hundred and have some, some hope, <laughs> yeah, you're a hundred and like seventy five I don't know how much you weigh, but like you're a heavier set man. You're not a small child going down this, so it's right. I'm just, like, I don't know. And then, like, looking at that one photo, it is definitely taller than the water tower in the background. So, like, this is a fucking tall-ass structure. yeah, that helps put it in perspective also. It's, it's like, you really, looking at the photo does not put it into perspective. Like, this is a tall-ass fucking thing. But, yeah, when you
1: see the water tower in comparison... Mm-hmm.
0: yeah because you just see like little cars next to it and you're like okay well i maybe try to think but no like you can literally see the water tower and it's not even the top of the building and like you're way past it <laughs> oh my god
1: after caleb's death jeffrey wayne henry john timothy Schoolie, park administrator tyler miles and henry and sons construction who helped build the waterslide. And Schlitterbahn itself were facing charges such as reckless second degree murder, aggravated battery, and voluntary manslaughter. And um, I that I think that sums up their charges. There could have been a few more that I, I missed out, but those were like obviously the main ones regarding to Caleb's death. The indi- indictments against Henry and Schooley and the others mentioned basically alleged the pair lacked technical expertise to design a properly functioning water slide mm-hmm. and used, quote, crude trial and error methods before putting the slide into operation. Damn. Court documents also revealed that a team of experts who inspected the slide after Caleb's death found, quote, physical evidence that indicated that other rafts had gone airborne and collided with the overhead hoops and netting before the fatality of Caleb. Mm-hmm. The charges against Jeff and John and Park Administrator and the construction company were ultimately dropped in uh, 2017, I believe, due to, basically, it's, it sounds like a mess From what I read, like, there were changes going on in the district attorney's office, and with the changes made came claims that there was insufficient evidence and testimony made at the original, like, court hearing. (sighs) They had, you know, people testifies certain facts about the slide that apparently didn't pan out i don't know it's but
0: it doesn't mean that a family doesn't deserve fucking justice right so that's not good uh, enough of an excuse
1: literally my next bullet point the dismissal of charges is at that point was the latest setback for the schwab family (sighs) and although the charges were dismissed the Schwab family did reach about a $20 million settlement with those being charged, you know, mainly Schlitterbahn, and that was in a civil lawsuit. So
0: Damn.
1: that doesn't, you know, does not bring back I mean... Caleb. It doesn't take away what happened. Um, does it hold Schlitterbahn necessarily accountable?
0: I don't know. It depends on how we feel about it. So... May hurt their pockets financially to hopefully assure that something like this doesn't happen again. But at the same time, it's just like you needed to have been in the criminal court system held accountable.
1: Right. And I don't know if Caleb's dad is still active politically. But, you know, this could have very well influenced um, his political...
0: Approaches Definitely
1: would influence and, views and Yeah, so. A state law was enacted in Kansas after Caleb's death, which now requires amusement parks in Kansas to keep daily reports on their rides and to give them, uh, well, to give whoever, I guess, the state annual inspections. And um, normally I would like to end, you know, like, a little bit about Caleb or whatever victim I'm talking about but he was 10 years old and uh you know minor I just like don't have much on him so other than what I mentioned about him having a mom and dad and siblings you know he was a freckled face brown haired boy and one of the the picture I included of him I think it looks like almost like a baseball yeah, portrait like baseball so it looks people. like yeah, it looks like he was, you know, played He's just like an average kid. And, and... and seemed like a happy average kid, so... Had his whole life um, ahead of
0: him. And he was just yeah. there for a day of fun.
1: Not, he didn't need not... the mechanical and safety aspects of a ride ruining his life. And so, rest in peace, Caleb. And, you know, like, much love and good vibes to the Schwab family. Yeah. And... You know, it just, it, So like, I'm easy. sorry to say when I think of March, I think of, like, spring break and doing, like, going to the beach, going to the lake, going to water parks, doing that kind of thing. that's kind of why I went with this water park theme, but um, this tragedy should never be allowed to happen. Mm-mm. And, um, you know, it is good that some laws were enacted because of this tragedy, but... I just feel like we always say, like, a tragedy doesn't need to happen for change to happen, so.
0: It's, I think, just, like, truly devastating the fact that, like, it so obviously was going to go wrong. Everyone, I feel like, around it knew it, but they just kind of, like, allowed it to happen, and... I just yeah. got even more upset by the fact that I feel like justice will never be served for that case. And it's just like it. I get so upset because it's deemed as a corporation. It's not seen as a person, even though there are people that are behind these acts because it's a company that, you know, was behind it. It's not yeah, the same. There's it's still not someone treated. who came
1: up with the idea.
0: It's just like someone obviously knew that this wasn't fucking safe and they allowed it to happen. And I just, ooh, I get mad with companies or like the fact that, we just see it as an entity and not, I guess, something that is criminally, like, approachable. Right. And we just allow a lot of a lot because... They get away with a lot. Yeah. They do get away with a lot. So it's really upsetting to hear about it. It's just, oh, yeah, God.
1: And, you know, so that is how the Varouk waterslide at the Kansas City... Kansas location, Shoulderbond location went from the world's tallest water slide to the deadliest.
0: Ugh. Yeah, please. Because uh, when you
1: maybe uh, set out when you're a little bold to break records, you might want to think about like safety.
0: <laughs> I used to love roller coasters when I was little, probably because like I didn't care about death, but now that... You know, I have stuff to live for. I'm like, shit, I don't really want to go on them anymore. (laughs) What, dude? (laughs) I still love them. I get scared. No, dude, that girl in San Antonio got her, like, legs cut off. I thought, was it not San Antonio? Probably not. But it was, like, the scream or something. One of the wires popped off. She got her legs cut off. Yeah. Yikes.
1: Um,
0: coasters are, like, one of the deadliest things to go on especially because there's zero to little regulation behind them (laughs) i love them so much i love them but becoming terrified of them as i grow older all right guys so i guess let's get into my topic for today which is the mystery behind the placebo effects evil twin Named nocebo. What the nocebo effect? It is. I'm about to blow y'all's mind because you know I I'm like on a spiritual health journey. I'm trying to <laughs> make myself less depressed without the use of drugs and alcohol. Less I mean, depressing. Yeah, so. I started reading this book, and of course I find a topic for the podcast within a fucking self-help book, but it (laughs) was talking about, you know, like your mindset, you need to think positively and whatnot, and then it mentioned this, which is the exact fucking opposite of that. So, hope I'm saying this right, probably saying it wrong, but the nocebo effect, or also otherwise known as the nocebo response, is basically an effect that occurs when a person has negative thoughts. So oh, okay. it is basically if you hear that you're going to have a weird side effect from a doctor, because it does tend to fall under like medical treatments. But if you tend to hear like some weird side effect that may happen and you dwell on the fact that you may have the side effect, your body will trick yourself into thinking that you have this side effect and oh. <laughs> it's pretty fucking weird. So unlike the placebo effect which is the nicer virgin, version of this <laughs> which derives from the Latin term I will please, nocebo Ooh. derives from the meaning I will harm. Uh. So a little spicy turn there, a little salt. Okay sadistic turn it at least for us in the United States because as I talk later on it has been pretty much an assumption throughout history but we in the United States really discovered this effect when we found out that women who thought that they were prone to heart disease were nearly four times as likely to die than women who did not believe that they were prone to heart disease. Ooh, because... Is this where
1: your manifestation stuff comes in? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I did make Sarah do a little manifestation beforehand because I totally <laughs> believe in this shit now and I'm fucking freaked out that I'm going to think myself into killing myself. It's Oh, God. Uh, yeah, just wait, just wait, Same. just wait.
1: <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to need an organ transplant next year.
0: I need a brain <laughs> transplant right now because the thought, um, basically, that this is a new medical discovery, is not, not it. Uh, I can assure that we have all heard some kind of version of that urban legend where the girl goes to a party and to impress her friends, she decides to go and stick a knife in the graveyard. But instead of sticking it in the graveyard, she accidentally, like, sticks it in her dress. And then she thinks that the ghost is, like, grabbing her. And then she dies of fright. No, you've never heard of that urban legend growing up? <sighs> no. So it's, like,
1: the boy who cried wolf. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's, like, you no, know... I mean, when I you, get it, but... Yeah. You know, when you say, like, uh, your mom, like, uh, catches you sneaking in and she's like where the hell were you i was worried sick it's because like the negative thoughts of her wondering what could have happened to you were like actually physically making her ill so like stop doing what you're doing you're fucking killing your mother the most common side effects for the nocebo effect are drowsiness nausea dizziness difficulty concentrating, headache, insomnia, fatigue, itching, bloating, stomach pains, loss of appetite, or in serious cases, death. Death so, by
1: negativity. Yeah. <laughs> by negative thoughts.
0: Because in 2000... Oh, no,
1: don't tell me that. <laughs> yeah,
0: because in 2007, we get a, a mighty crazy case that pops up that proves exactly that theory. Oh, God. So in 2007, a doctor named Roy Reeves would report a patient coming into the e- ER. Now, for the patient's anonymity we will call him Mr. A. Okay. But Dr. Reeves has a man by the name of Mr. A who comes in and is suffering from depression and says that he basically had a really rough night. His girlfriend just broke up with him. He could not handle it anymore and so he took a bottle of pills that his doctor had prescribed to him. And the pills Essentially, if he took them all at once, would be enough to cause an overdose and kill him. So, as soon as he got done taking the pills, he kind of had his aha moment of, why the heck am I doing this? I don't want to die. I want to live. So, freaking out, thinking that he has now overdosed on these massive amount of antidepressants, he is going to the ER in a desperate attempt to save his life. Uh And when he shows up to the ER he is in clear distress like he is barely able to get out what exactly happened to him to the emergency room doctor before he essentially collapses on the floor and has to be taken in. So Mr. A would begin hyperventilating as doctors and nurses would hook him up to machines and saw that his blood pressure had limited to dangerous levels and that this man was clearly overdosing. They would begin to give him intravenous fluids. I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> they would oh, they would it's, begin to um, give him IV fluids, fluids. Mm-hmm. intravenous. IV. Oh, I mm-hmm. mm-hmm. see that now. So they would start to give him fluids and they also because I guess he couldn't give the exact name of the drug that he was on, the doctors began to run a drug test on him. To find out exactly what he had overdosed on so they could take the proper steps to counteract whatever drug was in his system. But when the doctors did this, they found out something rather interesting. Because instead of finding some type of antidepressant like Mr. A had said that he was on, the blood test came back clear of any and all drugs.
1: What?
0: Because what Mr. A did not know and what the doctors would later find out, I guess they probably talked to like Mr. A's doctor or whatever. But they would find out that Mr. A was actually a part of a special trial for, I guess, maybe a new drug or something or other. And so that the antidepressant pills that he he was given were actually sugar pills. (laughs) <laughs> so homeboy took a bottle
1: he was the control group
0: of sugar pills believed that he was overdosing and began to show symptoms of an overdose and it was not until doctors told him oh by the way you're on sugar pills did his symptoms start to alleviate and they really Doctors, some doctors really do believe that if Mr. A did not decide at that last minute, oh my God, I want to live. I need to fight for myself and decided to go to the ER. If he did not decide to go to the ER, he very may well have died. Like they have no proper way of knowing because there have been people that actually have died from this. So during the 18th century, we have a Venise medic named Eric Menninger von Lichterthal. Don't make me say that again. But either way, he was some smart doctor. He was working at a medical school as a teacher. And this year that he was working during the 18th century, he just happened to have a very rowdy bunch of students. He did have a teacher assistant that would help him out. And for whatever reason, I really couldn't find a specific one. The students just really did not like this assistant teacher. So one day, the students decide to play a really cruel joke on this assistant professor, assistant teacher. They would come up behind him and kind of jump him and blindfold him. And while they were doing this, the students would say, we're putting you up on the chopping block. Like, you're about to die. We're going to put you up on the chopping block. Because I guess in 18th century, schools, medical schools, just had like guillotines randomly laying around. Because the chopping block that the assistants were talking about were a, was a guillotine that they happened to just so have on hand and began to prop the assistant teacher on so the assistant teacher can feel himself laying on this like guillotine thing and can you explain
1: what a guillotine is please um, I to make sure i know what you're talking oh about. so
0: sorry for those who don't know what the guillotine is it's like the french it's not even french it's just like the head chopper Okay, that's you know, what I thought. Like yeah.
1: where you get beheaded, you like get into it. There's different kind of Many versions. many
0: yeah. uh kings wives met that fate and some kings <laughs> who didn't do their job right. And but. some
1: innocent fucking peasants. Mhm.
0: And this teacher's assistant, or so he thought. Because as they were lying him on the chopping block, the Frank was essentially that they were going to throw a wet rag on the back of his neck to stimulate like the cold steel blade hitting his neck. And so as they did this, the teacher's assistant, thinking that this is legit a blade coming down on his neck, got so scared that he basically had a heart attack and died right on the spot. As soon as the towel hit his neck, he just up and died. Yep.
1: Yeah, because you... It is possible to die of shock. Yeah. AKA, like, heart attack. Like, there's... Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's exactly what he did. That's so sad. So, the nocebo effect has really been said to affect humans throughout history. I kind of, like, think back to some episodes that you have actually done. So in one of the articles i read it talked about the dancing plague being a major yep. factor of the nocebo effect so i was thinking back to the laughing ep- epidemic that you had done and that
1: no i've uh, thought about doing the, the dancing plague as another drink mystery in history just because it's like the same concept kind of
0: yeah yeah and it's a lot of people think that this is actually a part of the nocebo effect i guess them thinking that this is an actual thing and i actually found like i will probably do an episode on this one but i did find a story about i am so sorry um oh i don't want to get the race wrong i believe it was a lot of like Asian descendant men that were coming into America during the mid-1900s, and they were all randomly dying in their sleep. And it was like no one could explain it, no one could really say anything about it, other than there was a potential, like, sleep demon that would come in and kill them but it also makes me think back to that episode you did where the guy was saying that he was yeah (laughs) being where he was like being haunted by that witch or he thought he was gonna die and he was just like randomly found no evidence around him of a murder just died I'm like well shit this is something that could explain it because there are really similar events that happen throughout history that scientists will say oh it's just the nocebo effect I'm probably saying it wrong but it's like oh it's just this like it's not actually demons or it's not actually something it's like just your negative thoughts getting the best of you which I'm
1: like wow okay I'm like, wow, why am I not dead yet? <laughs>
0: I, I'm Exactly. I'm like, I really should have thought myself dead a long time ago. But it also explains some, doesn't explain. I don't want to say that this is the answer to anything and everything, because at the same day, at, at the end of the day, I mean, like, I think it's interesting to talk about, but I don't want to say put your full faith into this. If you like think your situation better, I don't think it's automatically going to get better. I just think it's something interesting to talk about. Uh, but there is a disease out there called wind turbine syndrome, which is basically a sensitivity to Wi Fi or to like <laughs> or to like electrical signals. Like there are some people that will say that they are allergic to the electrical signals that go on. Yes, I'm not even joking. This is a real thing that I found. And yeah, it's called wind turbine syndrome or something. of the sorts but there was a study in 2013 done by James Rubin from King's College in London that found that the nocebo effect may have something to do with this because when they did studies where they would tell people like oh this is a transmitter try and sleep because the whole point of wind turbine syndrome is like You either need to sleep to not feel the effects of the Wi-Fi that's near you or you need to not be near the Wi-Fi in order to sleep. And there were people that would report symptoms of feeling sick from this transmitter when the transmitter just turned out to be like a fucking really realistic cardboard box and it wasn't like a (laughs) real transmitter and so they're like oh you're saying that you're feeling effects when you're just literally sitting next to a fucking box it's not real but one thing that I did find rather interesting you know for us Americans that are listening um Americans are like specifically super super affected by like the placebo effect and the nocebo effect I heard like um (laughs) In studies like pill studies, I think like Americans are like six times more reactive to that kind of shit. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise. We, have been, we I'm literally like, been and but...
1: bred to be like gullible. Yeah,
0: we're I I like kind of embarrassed to say that, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're definitely we are definitely the gullible type of people because yeah, Americans. <laughs> for sure have, like, I believe it was, like, a pain medication study. If they gave you a placebo pill, I believe that's what they're called, (laughs) but if you, uh, if they give you a placebo pill or, like, a sugar pill and they tell you, oh, it's pain medication, Americans are, like, six times more likely to be, like, oh, yeah, that pain medication fucking hit my dude (laughs) like we just we just really really want to like take that pain away so
1: yeah i mean
0: Mm. Mm. so this whole new effect that we have discovered you know brings up a valid question of if we are potentially causing people to die just by telling them the symptoms of what could happen in medication then do we really want to be telling them the symptoms Which is one of, like I guess, the major problems that I found. Because, fun fact, not so fun fact at all. One article stated that the nocebo effect kills about 1,268 out of 10,000 people. Or about 24.14% of the population annually. Which is worse than an epidemic, pretty much. (laughs) So it... It, it the thought of people believing that something can go terribly wrong with them is actually potentially causing them to die. <laughs> Which sounds, I know I sound crazy even saying it, but it is no, very much the... I mean, m- you the... were
1: right when you said this shit was mind-blowing because my jaw has been dropped like half this time, and right now I'm just like... My eyes are to the back of my head because I'm trying to comprehend and just... Now I'm I'm like, so now I have to monitor my own thoughts and be like, whoa, be careful. Ha <laughs> ha. Don't want to fucking... And that's... You, you know, some of us call it karma. Some of us are like...
0: And that's the part of me that wants to say, like, Like, oh my God. Yeah. And that's the part of me that wants to say, like, don't believe this bullshit. Fuck everything. Live your life how you want. Because, like, I am a negative fucking Nancy. But at the same time, I look at it and I'm like, well, shit, a lot of negative stuff has happened in my life. So maybe I need a. So, I mean, like, if you see me manifesting into my water and then drinking it, hopefully to, like, fucking swallow my manifestations and become positive, like, just mind your own damn business. But... It is really fucking crazy to think about how this mindset of you thinking that you will do bad actually causes you to do bad. And there were Mm -hmm. crazy studies to prove even just the opposite. Like in the self-help book that I was reading, the woman was talking about an experiment where a group of older gentlemen in a retirement home were basically told to live like they were 20 years younger. So they would... Set up photos that were from 20 years back. They would only listen to uh, music that was 20 years back or like entertainment, any type of media. If they wanted to talk about something with their friends, they had to imagine as if it were 20 years back. And after doing this, I believe it was like a month, maybe a few weeks. The results from this study were fucking astounding. You were seeing arthritis in these patients being completely reduced or gone. They're vision was said to have gotten better their hearing was said to have gotten better their energy levels like they said that they were more active and they didn't feel as much pain I mean like the thought process of literally thinking that you're younger thinking that you're healthier has shown in some studies to actually have like a fucking wicked ass effect I mean like When I heard that Giselle basically told Tom Brady to manifest his four Super Bowl rings, I'm like, the bitch is on to something. She, like, (laughs) she's doing something right. I think we maybe, like, we don't need to, you know, be spiritual guru, but I'm like, shit, maybe we need to start saying some three things that we're positive for about (laughs) each day just to (laughs) let you know, because I'm just like... People are not only thriving from this; they are dying from this. (laughs) It is fucking. I'm just like, what the fuck? It's just, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Um, It's even kind of like, I'm so sorry if something bad happens from this, but even potentially hearing about the nocebo effect can cause triggers. For the nocebo effect to happen which kind of reminds me of sleep paralysis which I'm like fucking sleep paralysis is the nocebo effect and we're all just but oh god no stop yeah insane it's all insane I'm
1: like sleep paralysis is the one thing that I'm like mm. but
0: that's one of the things is they say like oh even hearing about sleep paralysis can cause it and so it makes you think Is it very much a mind over matter type of situation? But at the same time, that's what I feel like is the major issue with the nocebo effect is... I was reading a lot of articles about saying how it can help with, you know, a lot of people nowadays have anxiety. Well, the nocebo effect can be a trigger for our anxiety. We think all these negative thoughts all day. We are constantly... Well, and you know what I'm
1: thinking is that obviously... Um, people who are more anxious and maybe have more mental health issues are more vulnerable to the
0: nocebo effect. It's definitely an interesting conversation and it's at no point am I trying to say that oh just by thinking positive it's going to cure all of this because that's not by any means what I'm saying. I just think it is A very interesting conversation to have because there is a lot of evidence that shows that your kind of mentality, what you're thinking, how you're thinking it, kind of does affect the surrounding things and even what's inside of you body-wise. There is an actual cure that was kind of talked about because the... Basically, nocebo effect runs through a main path in our brain, and that path can essentially be blocked. It was talked about in one article how our gut and our brain produce this hormone. I'm about to totally butcher this, but it's called sci- uh, close sideto or c c k and this is actually like. A pretty amazing hormone if you actually know how to pronounce it. So in the gut, it produces variants that help regulate and release the bile that's in your system as well as other digestive enzymes in the gut. But in the brain, it can produce two different types of CCK. So CCK-A and cck-b which both bind receptors that are responsible for decreasing the dopamine in our brain and basically when these receptors become active
1: very biological and scientific and very uh decrease in dopamine no thank you
0: yeah so this decrease in dopamine is actually what is said to cause a lot of, again, depression and anxiety in people. So this nocebo effect is really essentially decreasing these hormones in your brain that are actually needed or it, sorry, it increases these hormones that hinder your dopamine receptors or like uh, mess up with how they properly function. And there is some injection that's available for doctors to temporarily block these CCK receptors. And it has been said in some patients that this will help them lessen the effects of the nocebo effect or whatever kind of depression or anxiety that they are feeling in the moment. But it definitely brings an interesting conversation into the depression and anxiety community over kind of this like mind over matter <laughs> type of topic but yeah. I just was so amazed by there aren't even though we hear of you know 1200 out of 10,000 are dying every year about it there aren't as many reported deaths of people saying like oh as soon as they heard something bad happened they immediately died or something like that but to say that the effect over time because as we know stress is one of the number one killers and stress is very much like it. not to say that you can think it away but it's definitely like a mentality thing of not knowing how to properly get rid of the stress how to cope with the stress so it's it all goes back to this thing of like (laughs) we need to learn how to cope properly but yeah I just thought at the end of the day this was a Fucking interesting topic to talk about, oh, and yeah. killing 24.14% of the population with just your thoughts alone. I mean, goddamn,
1: yeah, okay. So, uh, after your story, I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel I'm t- not, I'm I gonna necessarily go, don't feel, but I'm speaking into <laughs> existence that I feel five years younger yeah and that i drink more water than i do and that um i will be rested one day yeah. not arrested rested, rested. <laughs> like, pure let that be and clear and rested.
0: but yeah i'm literally like i'm about to fucking go meditate i'm about to fucking go buy some crystals and i'm about to go say some mantras and if this podcast randomly like blows up in six months you know it's because those mantras fucking worked Hell yeah it's all Kristen. it's all me it's all me and our thoughts <laughs> so if you want to keep those positive thoughts and see photos of today's episode totes recommend that you check out our social media i am so sorry i've been doing so bad about it you know sarah's been picking up the slack for me but i promise uh, (laughs) i'll post our photos i'll get better at doing that in a more timely fashion Mm
1: -hmm. we try at rarw podcast
0: and if y'all have certain topics that you want to hear about, if there's something on your noggin that you just really need our commentary on, more than welcome to send it in. Or if you just want to say hi and claim that number one fan spot, you're always welcome.
1: <laughs> Redrum and red wine Podcast at com.
0: And yeah, until next time, guys, we got Sarah's story next. She said it's a topic that I will be excited, not excited, <laughs> but like, you know yeah sarah's story next episode let's go (laughs) please stay tuned rate like subscribe don't leave us it'll only get better i'm manifesting it i'm manifesting that we will get great at our jobs one day